0: Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Glenn Hayworth. All right, welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hayworth, and today I have a very special guest who is a great friend of mine. Her name is Amanda Barr, and she is part of Dance Principles United and has a very interesting story with her dance schools and transitioning into the coaching space.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.
0: Thanks for being here, Amanda. Amazing. Pumped that you're here, my friend.
1: Woohoo! Let's do it.
0: So starting with maybe a bit about your journey for anyone who Absolutely. doesn't know who you are and how you got to do where you what you're doing today, mm-hmm. give us a bit of background on how Ooh, you got into it. Ooh, a
1: big, long backstory. So I have always been an entrepreneur at heart, probably a little bit like you. My family were entrepreneurs. Uh, my family owned um, a lot of local businesses, and it was something that was always part of me. Um, so I... Look, I was managing a dance studio at 14, which sounds wild now, right? <laughs> like yeah. something that wouldn't happen now. Um, but I started managing a dance studio at 14 um, in Kayama and uh, I knew that he was uh, he'd had enough. So at 16, I convinced my parents. To make him an offer to purchase it, Signed the lease myself at sixteen. Uh, did all those things and had my first, you know, start in business. And look, I didn't know where it would go because I was sixteen. I was still at school. It was, you know, it was a bit crazy, right, to do yeah. that at sixteen. When I look I didn't at sixteen, know that year you old. were
0: sixteen when you did that. Yeah, it was
1: absolutely crazy. And you know, I had um, at the time, um, you know, we had. By the end of the first six months, I had 100 students, I had five staff, I had uh, two properties I was leasing, Whilst in year 11. So it was a bit crazy. (laughs) I was taking uh, phone calls in the bathroom, at Kymah High Toilets, all the things that you do um, for inquiries and doing all the things. But, um, you know, that dance studio was a fantastic, um, you know, growth lesson for me and I grew into that business. Um, You know, I ended up having it for 22 years. I sold at the beginning of the year. Um, And we went through a lot of, like, iterations of it. At the t- you know throughout the thing we had we moved locations multiple times we uh, grew we ended up with two um premises uh and operating um you know three studios in one six in another we had uh at our peak about 900 students taking about 4,000 class placements a week absolutely huge 25 staff like nuts crazy crazy um kind of stuff and I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. Um, but I uh, decided to sell at the beginning of the year to focus on our new company, which is Dance Principles United, which has you know, been great.
0: Awesome. So <laughs> so tell us a bit about that, because mm. that's a really interesting transition. Yep. And I, I kind of know a little bit what it's like to yes. go from running a business to starting in the coaching space. Absolutely. But one of the best things I think you guys have done really well is you've really focused on a niche. Yep. And you are Dance Principles United. Mm-hmm. So you're coaching and you're mentoring dance schools.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, can't get more niche than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, it obviously it was a natural progression for us. Uh, we were one of the biggest dance studios in Australia. Um, and throughout COVID, it naturally happened.
0: Yep. Throughout
1: COVID, uh, me, uh, so I'm, I have a partner in Dance Principles United, as well as my husband, Nath. Yep. Um, we were really on the forefront and we'd seen we had friends in america we knew what was about to happen we were ready and uh because of that we had you know a lot of dance studios a lot of small businesses um a lot of service-based businesses really struggled through that time um and we didn't we were really lucky and it was because we were so ready to go and we had all these abc systems in place just in case right yes so because of that we were doing so well um i had a lot of people from other dance studios that i know reaching out to us asking for help asking questions you know, asking the tech questions as well with Zoom. And um, Nate, my hubby, is very techie yes. and knows all those things. Um, so it kind of naturally progressed to start with. We just started a Facebook group. We were just helping other, It just was with some friends to start with. It grew and grew and grew, um, which has been fantastic. Um, and so we really only went all in maybe um, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yep. Uh, we now uh, work with... Um, Uh, About 300 dance studio owners um, Every single week Um, We have 50 in our higher level group And about 250 in our lower level group um, Which is fantastic Because it's what I love And I love helping new business owners Develop their skills And also take their their passion Probably what you see as well In the music world You know, this passion But actually make it into a business as well And something that's sustainable long term
0: Are you working with Mostly Australian music schools, all Australian music schools, or dance some... schools. No music oh, sorry, schools sorry. for me. <laughs> I,
1: knew I was
0: going to make that mistake because I've done that before with you guys. Oh, just music schools are always uh,
1: on your mind. Oh, Absolutely. Mind. But yeah,
0: sorry, dance schools. No. Um.
1: So mainly Australian, obviously, because um, we you know have people that we know and we're well known and respected in the industry in yes. Australia. We have New Zealand. We have Singapore. Um, but yeah, mainly wow. Australian. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of dance schools, it seems. There's hey? a
1: lot of dance studios um, yeah. and they need a lot of support as well because so many people go into it, as I said, for a passion. Yes. Um, and I guess I was a little bit different when I opened my dance school was... I saw it as a business straight yes. away. It wasn't... Whilst I do love teaching dance... It was never about that for me. Yes. It wasn't so much about the creativity or the connections or the, you know, it was about how can I run a really great business yes. that can, you know, give me a really great life and give me uh, both the financial freedom, um, the time freedom, yes. all of those things. That was what really drove me, I guess. So I, it's probably a little bit different to a, why a lot of other people get into business, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You've got a really cool story, Amanda. Mm. I love the fact that you started so young and
1: <laughs> Crazy, cut right? your teeth in
0: high school. I mean, Kaima High, when I was 16 at Kaima High, I was in the same year as Nathan, your husband, right? And I was definitely not running a business at that age. I was probably running around being silly with my friends. And
1: I remember you running a Yeah,
0: I was, you know, I wasn't, definitely was not mature enough to run A business like that at that age so kudos to you that you you. were mature enough to actually step up and do that at that age it's pretty amazing Mm. what has been the biggest challenge that you have faced throughout your career so far and how did you overcome that challenge
1: yeah okay so i think a big challenge any small business owner faces and especially local business area yeah. you know we've just both spoken about that we went to the same high school we're still in that same area and we know a lot of people in the area right yeah. is you know that um that fear of what people think of you and yeah. i think that that's something that goes on and you know not having a thick enough skin sometimes because as a small business owner as a service-based business owner as any of those things sometimes people are going to talk shit about you. Yeah, And (laughs) am I allowed to swear on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm all about it, sorry. (laughs) Go for it, go for it. Um, But, you know, people are going to talk about you and it doesn't matter, you know, how fantastic a business you are running. Sometimes people just like talking for the sake of talking, right? People are allowed to have opinions. Yes. And it can be hard as a small business owner. It can be really hard. It can be hard as someone who... Wants to be liked yeah wants to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. wants to have everyone as their best friend
0: yeah
1: um, but knowing that yeah sometimes people are not going to agree with your decisions some people are not going to like your business you know and that's a hard thing I think in a local area
0: I, I agree and mm. I feel like It's business owners, it's also, you know, I do a bit of work with some leaders in in the businesses, like the managers, like the second in charge, and for them, when they receive a promotion Mm. to go from one of the guys to now a leader in the business, it's also a challenge for them because they need to reinvent themselves and they need to position themselves as the leader. And Mm. they still need to obviously care about everyone, but now they also need to hold people accountable.
1: Absolutely. It's hard. And not to take it personally, right? Yeah. And to know that business is business. Yeah. And it's just going to be one of those things. You know, I I was chatting to a friend uh, this morning and, you know, we were talking about I'm all about supporting local business, like love supporting, probably like you, you know, all about local businesses. Yes. But it's not like I've never been into my favorite cafe or coffee shop and gone, oh, they're a bit slow today. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they didn't do such a good job today. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't love them. Doesn't mean I'm not going to go back there the next day. But people talk because it's something to talk about, right? Yes. Like yeah. people just like to talk about things. Yeah. And so I think as a small business owner, that can be hard sometimes. Yes. You know, and it can be hard to, you know, when it's something you've poured your heart and soul into, yes hearing someone just make an offhand comment. Yes can be tough.
0: For sure. But. So you mentioned, yeah, you know, developing a mm. thick skin. Absolutely. How how did you reinvent yourself mm. to position yourself as the, you know what, putting yourself out there and saying, I am a business owner, I am an entrepreneur, yes. I am doing this, regardless of what other people think of me or mm. say about me. How did you work through that? How did you overcome that challenge?
1: I think I'm still overcoming it every day, <laughs> right? Like I don't think it's yeah. a, I don't think it's an end point. I think yes. it's something that you continually work through. Yes. And obviously for me, because I started my business very young, I think I, I think it's been great because I've had an opportunity to grow up yes. with my business. So I think, you know, that's made a big difference for me. Um, and I think it's just something that you keep working through. Like, you know, some days I wake up and like, yes, I'm ready to do this. And other days, yeah. not so much. Like, yeah. you know, you, you have the nerves, you're scared to talk to that staff member. It yeah. happens to the Best of us. Yes. Um, But I think it's just reminding yourself of how far you've come. Yes. And doing the best you can and waking up every day with a fresh set of eyes. You know, it's that resilience, right? You can't focus on what's happened yesterday. You can't focus on what happened a year ago. Yeah. You just got to go in and start again and try to have a positive mindset around it, I think.
0: For sure. Mm. I think one thing that I think can help is that you got to remember who you're speaking to. Yeah. And sometimes the people that, Try and bring you down, or maybe might throw some comments out there. Maybe they don't even mean to be absolutely intentionally negative or bring absolutely. you down, but they just don't understand your vision and what you're working on, and it's just not aligned with them. Yep. And I think that All one are having thing- a
1: bad day, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> sense,
1: right?
0: I think the one thing that we need to remember too is mm. that we've got to remember who we're speaking to. Yep. Those people aren't in your target market, mm. they're never going to be a customer yeah. of yours, so you actually don't need to worry about what they say, what they, what they think about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. If they're not a customer, if they're not a client, if they're not spending money with you, yep. it doesn't matter. You need to focus on who you're, who you're actually talking to. Absolutely. Because there, there are going to be some people, particularly when you niche like you have, mm. that aren't in your target market. Yeah. And you only really need to focus on what your target market think, the value Absolutely. they're getting, make sure they're getting value for the service, so.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's so important is remembering that and people have opinions, people like to talk, it's part of like our culture, yeah. it's our, you know,
0: yeah. and even,
1: you know, you're talking about uh, target market, but also, not sometimes they are our customers. Yes. But they just, Like, they don't have to like every single thing about what we do. Yeah, you know, they can absolutely love your brand, they can love your business, whatever it is, but they are allowed to have an opinion, and sometimes they're going to vent it. Doesn't mean they're not going to come back, doesn't mean they're not going to be a loyal customer. Yes, maybe it was just a bad day, maybe it was just they weren't happy with how long the coffee took that day, whatever, right?
0: (laughs) And just on this same Mm. topic, I'd love to find out your opinion on peer group and you know maybe there are some people who you want to spend less time with yep. who aren't having a great effect Absolutely. on on an uplifting you know supportive effect mm. on where you want to go with your in your on your business journey and there are some people who you want to spend more time with mm-hmm. who can be the mentors who can yeah. be the accountability partners the coaches the peer group yeah. who are going to support you with where you want to go was that something that you had to make a conscious decision of at at a young age as well and decide to really associate with people who are going to support you more in that journey?
1: Absolutely. For me, um, everything changed when I uh, joined a mentorship group yeah um, and that was probably 10 years ago maybe maybe a little bit more than that yeah but having friends that get it yes there's nothing better yeah and that's what I bring into my community and I know so many other incredible coaching communities I'm sure you do for your coaching clients as well yeah it's about having people that get it yes. and people that have your back yes and sometimes it's people to celebrate your wins yeah And sometimes it's just people to vent to, right? Because no one else gets it like a small business owner. Yes, I'm lucky that, um, you know, my parents are small business owners. Uh, I've always... So even though I didn't join a official mentorship group kind of until that 10 years ago, my parents were my mentors from very early on and they would be my first port of call to discuss, to talk through through things. Um, But yeah, now having a group around me. I'm yeah. always uh, investing in programs, coaching groups. Yes. Go to conferences. It's putting yourself in the room. Yes. Um, that with people that are going to lift you up and inspire you and challenge you and tell you it's a good idea, tell you it's not a good idea sometimes. Yes um and have those things and like i invest huge amounts of money on um, yeah. on those kind of programs yeah. i'm yeah. always in programs <laughs> yep. i am yep. going to conferences i'm flying around the world i'm doing all those things because i really see the benefit of yes. them for my business like yes it's been life-changing for me
0: 100 percent agree mm. i think that it's one of the best investments you can make is absolutely. investing in yourself absolutely investing in yourself i think warren buffett warren buffett said yeah. it the best The best investment you can make is when you invest in yourself.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I totally agree that having a mentor group or a coach mentor around Mm. you to help you level up, hold you accountable, be that person who you can vent to or who can support you or, or show you the mm. strategy and hold you accountable to the actions that you're taking. It's massive. It was the sort of yeah. thing that I got into in, in around my mid twenties yes. was, was getting coaches and absolutely. then that really ignited the fire for me to want to be a coach Yeah, because absolutely. it's such a great thing to be coached and then to be able to mentor other people as absolutely. well.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've got an incredible uh, mentor. Her name's Jill Stanton Yeah. and she says something a bit controversial. She's, you know, a very outgoing, loud American. Um, and yeah, She talks about paying for friends. Yeah. And she's like, I proudly pay for friends. And I'm like, that's an interesting way to put it. And she's like, no, I'm being serious. Yeah, I pay to be in groups where I know I can make new friends that are going to level me up. Yeah. And each time, you know, I might start, a, you know, we move up our like mm-hmm. our investment, our opportunity, all of those things, because I know that making friends with people who are on my wavelength that are driving, you know, and wanting to grow and be driven to the same things that I do. I know that will level me up. I know yes. that'll level me up in my business. So I proudly pay for friends. Now. And yes. I love that saying. Yeah. It sounds crazy, right? Like <laughs> it sounds absolutely crazy, but. I think, you know, the idea behind it is perfect. And I've made some of my best friends in coaching groups.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting too, Mm. like that, as you said, like you've spent a lot of money on on this, you know, investing in yourself over the years and so have I. Yeah. And I think that it can be expensive or seen as expensive, but I also find that it can be more expensive to try and figure out Figure it out yourself. Absolutely. The time that you spend, the wasted hours that you spend trying to figure mm. it out yourself, versus you can compress time by getting a mentor or coach or some or, or mentor group. Yep.
1: They learn from Com- your mistakes.
0: Yep. Compress time, get there faster, you save time, which is the most mm. valuable asset anyway. So it can be pricey, but it can also be more expensive not to invest and not to get the mentor as well.
1: Absolutely. I've got some incredible clients that have you know, only been open for two or three years, yeah. but have learned what I learned over 20 years yes. and are jumping the gun. And that's what they see it as. They're just buying time and getting there quicker. Yes. And it's incredible to see that, right? It's, Absolutely. it's so amazing.
0: Mm. So let's talk about the biggest mistake.
1: Yeah. Biggest mistake? Mm, probably my biggest mistake would be not talking to the staff when I needed to. Yeah. Not having the guts. Mm-hmm. Leaving things, letting things go too long, and then being really hard to pull back. Yes. I um, I would always consider myself uh, really great friends with all of my staff, and I always have, and I still do. Yes. Um, and I would never change that about my leadership style. I love having a really close knit relationship with my staff um I love hearing about their weekends and their families and their partners and all of the stuff yeah however probably my biggest mistakes over time have been going oh I don't want to upset them I'm not going to say anything I'm just going to let it go and letting things go so long that it's hard to pull it back yeah
0: got to kill the monster Mm. while it's little right
1: absolutely when
0: it's small and you can jump Mm. on it and you know what I find that is such a, a. a massive thing for business owners or for leaders as we spoke about before yep. who are leading in a business yep. that how do you yeah how do you talk to someone about mm. something they may not be performing they may not have done a task the way yes. you wanted them to do it they may not be getting it done quick enough whatever yep. it is how do we talk to someone about that let's jump into that what's one of the best ways that you found to actually <laughs> yeah Talk to someone about that.
1: I think it's exactly that, not waiting till it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, let's say it's the task that's not done on time. Yes. Rather than, you know, you leaving that for months on end and then there's all these tasks built up. You've yeah. had enough as a boss. You pull them in for a big meeting. You know, you're like, you haven't done this, this, and then you're bringing things up from three months ago. Yes. Uh, so they know that you've got resentment towards that. Yes. Um, you know, I think that that's a big mistake, right?
0: Yeah. However,
1: speaking to them, as they go, giving them daily feedback or weekly feedback, and it not being such a big deal, not being called into the boss's office to have a big sit down. yeah it's like, oh, hey, did you not get that done? Hey, I really needed that today. Uh, is there a problem? It, what can I do to support you around this? Yeah, that's a you great know, question. Something along those lines. And you know, was there an issue? Did something else happen? Yes. Why did that not get done? How can I help? Is it that you don't know how to do it? Yes. Is it that uh, you've had too much on today? Yes. What is it? How can I support you? Because I really needed that done today, and it wasn't done today. So, yes. how can we make this not a problem yep. tomorrow?
0: Absolutely. Mm. I think that's really important. Jump on it while yep. it's small. Absolutely. I also find that I literally had a conversation half an hour ago with a, a new staff member to yes. the second shift. And oh. I'm showing him how to yep. take photos, because he's helping us out with some social media posts. Awesome. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit fussy because it's kind of my baby Instagram, you know, and I've sort of built it up over the years. And I've got we've got um, one fantastic staff member, Liv, who's doing some work for us there, and we've got a new staff member, Will, who's doing the work while Liv's not on. Mm-hmm. And I gave Will some feedback, he put his first post up yesterday, didn't want to crush his spirit, but of there was course. a few little things yeah, that yeah. I want him to tweak. And I started with, hey, you're 90% there, Yeah. awesome post, I love how you did this, I love how you did this, mm. that was really great. Yeah. It was a little bit off-center. So you're 90% there though. It's only a few tweaks, but next time we need you to straighten it up, yes. double check that it's perfectly symmetrical before you post and then you're 100% there. Absolutely. You know, like that starting with what you did well first. Yeah. I know it's kind of been said a million times and and when I when I coach people on this, it kind of seems like sometimes the client might be like, oh yeah, I've heard this, the shit sandwich or the, the love stuff love, whatever you want to call it, but it works and it's really important because we take crit- criticism or constructive criticism so much better when we've heard the good things that we're doing.
1: Absolutely. I'm all about it as well. And there are so many good things. And I think it's also recognizing those good things, not just being like, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. Because guaranteed that staff member did do amazing things as well in that shift. And you need to recognize that and celebrate those staff members' wins. I think that's a big thing. And sometimes as a stressed out small business owner, like that we all get, sometimes we forget to celebrate our team and I'm all about celebrating your team. every single win that they have.
0: Absolutely, mm. one cool thing that we started, which I actually got a, a friend of mine. His name's Brett Baker, mm. and he's got some great businesses in the area. He started something called Awesomeness Friday, yep. which I really love. It's a group chat with the with the team, yep. and then every Friday everyone nominates someone in the group. Awesomeness to Jane for doing this great job on on this during the week. Awesomeness to Brett for doing this. And it's something that we started a, a while back. Amazing. And it's just a way to really just Give praise to the team, but also the team giving praise between themselves as I well. I love
1: that; it's so so good. We, um, you know, we use Slack at work and a yeah. Slack channel, and do a similar thing, and really, you know, lead by example, and then you see the other staff members doing that too, because it's so good, right? Like, yeah. let's all just feel good about ourselves. It's 100%. much; it's a much nicer yeah. workplace if we can all be happy and enjoy our job. Like, definitely,
0: definitely. Mm. Hey, Amanda, I'd love to get your thoughts on. Overrated versus underrated, right? Ooh, yeah. What other things that business owners today you're seeing are spending too much time on? What's overrated right now that business mm-hmm. owners are spending too much time on, and what's underrated? What are they spending too little time on? What yep. needs more focus from business owners, and just in general, what you're seeing?
1: Um, overrated being in the weeds. Yep. you know, taking too long to make a decision and being in the weeds of their business, getting down and dirty and rather than putting systems into place you know uh moving forward with their business you know in there being the one taking out the bins washing the uh dishes you know doing all the things which yes we've got to do don't get me wrong 100 percent you've all got to get in the weeds at some point of your business journey yes but there also needs to be dedicated time where you're talking about growing the business and how you can make the business run better and you know uh put those systems in place to help with that, Yes, you know? And so I th- see a lot of studio owners uh, doing that and also having that analysis paralysis thing, yes. right? Where overthinking decisions, you know, a decision that should be, Five minutes, two minutes, thirty seconds—that's taking days and days and days and days and days. Yes, and just you know, doing that thing that we're all guilty of, right? Where we open the laptop and we stare at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. Like it, it's one of those things. But you know, I think it's so important just to make quick decisions, yeah, as a business owner and the decisions aren't always going to be right. Yes. But if you analyze them for four days, are they going to be right anyway? Yes. Possibly not. Like just make a decision and move forward.
0: Every decision is a step forward.
1: Absolutely. You
0: either win or you learn. Yep. Either way, you're moving forward.
1: Absolutely. And even wrong decisions, you know, even if you feel, you know, or learnt decisions, you know, there's ways to fix them, right? Yes. It's how you go back. You fix your mistakes. You own your mistakes. Yes. But just making decisions and moving forward. And I think that's something that's really important for business owners to be able to do is make quick decisions.
0: For sure. Mm. And I love the saying that good judgment comes from experience. Absolutely. Experience comes from bad judgment. <laughs> it's okay to make some mistakes. That's what builds experience. And that yeah. what leads, that's what leads to good judgment. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to make decisions mm. and not always get it right all of the time. Yep. And I think that that stepping back from the day to day and getting out of the weeds comes back to a big part of it is, as you talked about, trusting the team to do a job and then talking to them if it isn't quite yes. where you need it to be and coaching them the rest of the way. Yes. It's like trusting the team to do a job 80% right mm-hmm. just so you get your time back yes. and coach them the, the 20%. Mm-hmm. Coach them the rest of the that. way there.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And then I guess underrated, marketing your business. Yeah. If you want to grow your business most of your time should be spent on marketing your business like you know i know that if you're owning a coffee shop you didn't get into it to be a marketer yes i know that if you own a dance studio you didn't get into it to be a marketer however the reality is is that's what we're doing is marketing and sales Um, and as a business owner we need to be leading that even if you're not great at doing it yourself that you're getting coaching around it that you're employing people whatever it is but there's no one can talk about the, your business like you can as the business owner. No one is ever going to be as passionate about it as you are. Yes. And they're never going to see the same vision as you. So you need to be getting in and doing it, marketing your business. If you want to grow your business, that's where you should be spending your time. Not in the weeds. You need to be you know, taking time out every single day to be growing your business, I think.
0: Yes. It's mm. one thing to do something great in your business it's another thing to make sure people know about it absolutely and you've got to tell people 100 percent. and that comes back to the thing that we started talking about at the start where you said the biggest challenge was getting yourself out there mm. and not worrying so much about what other people think yes just speaking about it putting yourself out there selling yourself selling your business yeah that is it's it's a really good point that you bring up and i think that it, it is one that is definitely underrated And one that needs a lot of focus. And even even when you're just talking to friends and family Mm. and they're asking, hey, what have you been up to? Man, I've been really busy. I've been working on this group coaching thing. I've been working on this in the business. And just general conversation because everyone you talk to, not like you have to sell your friends and family, but... If you're not passionate about what you're doing in your business, then why are you in the business? It Absolutely. should be something that you're keen to talk about and passionate to talk Absolutely. about. And every person knows, on average, 400 people. Mm. So I guarantee, even if that friend or family member isn't going to be a client of yours, I guarantee they probably know someone who is. Mm. So just talking about it, word spreads, it's a ripple effect. And so it's a. A bit of an, an, an old school way to do it is that face to face selling, but obviously, you know, we do it on social media these Absolutely. days or online Same too. Idea. Same thing, right? Yeah. But just speaking about it with people mm. and making sure people know what you're up to, what you're yes. doing, what you're working on.
1: Absolutely. And being brave. Yeah. Being brave to put yourself out there because I think that's the biggest thing in owning a small business is the whole thing—it's yes. a risk. It's being brave, and it's you know taking a gamble on yourself. But yes. you've got to believe in yourself because no one else will, right?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Great one, Amanda. So, what is the best thing for you about being a business owner? Why did you want to get into business? Mm-hmm. And what have you found is is one of the best things about being a business owner?
1: Oh, I love so much about owning businesses. I've never worked for anybody else just to be super clear, except that like little bit between when I was 14 and 15, like, but even then he pretty much just gave me the keys and let me go with it. So, um, I love the, uh, the power that I have to be able to build the life of my dreams, whatever that looks like for me. Right. You know, uh, whether that's a financial goal, a time goal, a lifestyle goal. But having that power is so, so important. Um, You know, Nath, my husband, and I were chatting about it the other day. You know, if we want to, you know, for example, buy another investment property or something like that, which is something we're talking about at the moment, you know, other people uh, who have a very set income or a limited income, you know, look at it and think, okay, well, what can I take away from my life? Um, So that I can afford this extra expense? What can I take away? Yes. I see it the opposite. I'm like, what can I add? What can I add to my business to make me more money to be able to afford what I want? What can I do? And I love that I have the power to do that myself yes. and that that makes me very self-reliant. I don't need anybody else's permission to do those things. Yes. So I, I love that. I love having that power. And obviously that's scary too because yeah. there's both sides of the hat. Yeah. But I love being able to have that power to live the life that I want and to you know, grow the business um, of my dreams. And I'm very big. We talk about growing the studio of our dreams in, yeah. Our dance coaching space, yeah, because it's going to look different for everybody. Yes, people have different uh, financial goals. Some people, it's all about making the most amount of money possible. Other people, it's not. It's about making a decent amount of money, but having that freedom that they can go to their kids' school things, time, you know, whatever that is, right? And each to their own. There's no right or wrong. But I love being able to design the life on my terms. Yes, that's what I'm super passionate about.
0: I love that. What are any, any final thoughts from today on what's come up for you or final mm. thoughts that we can leave with our audience here who are people who are running their own business? And well, actually, one more thing I'd love to actually yeah. ask you really quick is because I'm, I'm hoping to get Nathan on here for another episode too. Yes. But I'd love to find out for you, I know some people listening are going to be partners yes, in life and in business. Mm-hmm. How do you manage being partners and running a business together. I think
1: that's an amazing question because a lot of people do it, right? And it can work really well Mm -hmm. or it cannot work well. Like there's both sides of it. So Nathan and I um, have been working together full time for uh, about 10 years now. And to be honest, it started that I was the boss and he worked for me because I had had the business beforehand. However, that dynamics changed over time and now we're equal partners in the business. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot that goes into it. I think, you know, just like any good relationship, regardless if it's with your life partner or a business partner or a friend or whatever, uh, it's about communication, Mm -hmm. telling people what you need from them and what the expectations are, setting, um, you know clear boundaries and clear uh, roles of responsibility we have very different things we do in the business um, and I think that's important that it it is very different Uh, we both have our strengths and our weaknesses and we try to help each other through that you know a lot of people say to me like do you just end up talking uh, business at breakfast 100% yes (laughs) but I love talking business I love chatting business with you I love being like that's what I love so that's fine because I really see that, um, as a small business owner, it's a work-life integration, not a work-life balance because sometimes, you know, I am sitting on a Saturday night at 11 PM on my laptop doing work. Yes. And sometimes I'm not sometimes at midday on a Friday, I'm at lunch with some friends. You know what I mean? Like there's both sides of it. It, It, it doesn't have to be a this is my work hours, this is my home hours. It is very much, I think, but I think the communication around that is the important key that, you know, sometimes one of us, you know, we get spurs of inspiration, right? And we're still up working at 1am or whatever that is, but that not meaning that the other person has to feel guilty about that. If they don't feel like it, having that communication to say, hey, cool, if you feel like working great, but I don't tonight. So I don't need to sit here and pretend that we're both working just for the sake of it. I think that's a big thing. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. Yeah. So, any final thoughts for mm. our audience here who are either starting a business yeah. or have an established business or looking to looking to start a business? Mm. Any final thoughts?
1: Look, I absolutely love everything about being a business owner, and I think you know it's served me so well. Um, I love the challenge every single day, um, but. You know, it can, be, it can be hard. There can be days where it's difficult. There's days where you don't, you know, I've been there, we've all been there, where yeah. you don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough time. You're yep. stressed out. You know, you're worried about how you're going to pay the mortgage this week, do the things, all of the stuff. However, I think it's that self-belief and yes. that, um, you know, knowing and having that trust in yourself that you can do it and pull yourself out and being and it's you know that's about resilience too right it's coming back to every day is a new day and you can create what you want um you know you just got to get out every day and start again afresh even if the day before was crap even if something happened the day before with with staff with clients whatever it's hey today's a new day i'm going to keep working on building this business of my dreams
0: for sure. Mm. And I think that everyone in business faces challenges. It doesn't matter Absolutely. who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It's easy to look at someone. We might see someone on social media or on Instagram and be yeah. like, oh, that person is killing it. I want yeah. to be that person.
1: Highlight reel. Guarantee
0: <laughs> Guarantee that person's facing their challenges as well. Mm-hmm. No one's getting out of here without challenges, right? Absolutely. But it's how we grow. It's We need the challenges. It's how we grow. And it's probably part of the reason you love being a business owner is because of those challenges, right? Mm. The growth that you get. And, and I think that, maybe a key point to leave, to leave on is potentially that the challenges, when you go through those challenging times,
1: mm.
0: that's when you lean on those people around you. Absolutely. That peer group, that support group around mm. you, that partner in business, the mentor, the coach, the, the mentor group, that's when you lean on them yes. when you had the hard day, when you are facing a challenge that you've never faced before and you're not sure how to get mm. through it. That's why we invest in ourselves like that and in these mentors and peers and groups because that's when you need them the most.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's not waiting till you get to that point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, I I feel like too many people wait until they're at that like very deep trough to like seek those kind of things out. Which is fine. That happens too and that's gonna be a natural thing. But if you can join when you're in a high imagine being able to then you know lean on that support and have that network behind you that you've had from a good point and see the whole peaks and troughs yes. and be there for you i think that's a big point
0: awesome mm. well I think that we leave on that note and I think that it will be great if we just share how people can follow you at Dance Principles United.
1: Absolutely. I'm on Instagram, Dance Principles United or Amanda Barr. I am not nearly as great as you at posting on socials, <laughs> but <laughs> doing my best. <laughs>
0: oh, I have my days. Don't worry about that. Awesome. So that's where you can follow Amanda and, and Nathan and the team at Dance Principles United, guys. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Pleasure. It's been a ripper talking to you and hearing about your story.
1: Always great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks, Amanda. See ya. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave a review and follow Glenn Hayworth, business coach, for more business, marketing, and mindset tips.